I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 9 of the Massive Fans Book Club Podcast. Today we are doing just a quick episode covering Chapters 33 and 34 of A Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Mass. Like we said last week, basically, all the way we try to do the chapters and plot lines is like with the way they fall in this book, usually we try to make like a plot point per episode. But for that to work out for the next couple of weeks, um, we kind of need this little like weird bridgy episode of just these two chapters. So we're going to do that today to like get us to the next plot point. Yep. 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 So, Yeah. Because this is just, it's a weird little section. Yeah, it's like, like sort of semi its own plot point. Ish. Ish. <laughs> ish. Ish. Definitely an ish. <laughs> <laughs> so, real quick, before we get started, please don't forget, this podcast still is not for little ears, and as always... We encourage you to reach out, share your thoughts, songs, TikToks, and more with us on any and all platforms. As always, we will share our socials at the end of the show and in our show notes. Yes, and this past week, you guys have tagged us and shared with us some hilarious Akatar content. It has been so much fun to see what you guys like tag us in. It's been awesome. Oh, the number of Henry Cavill and uh, Jason Momoa themed things that we have been tagged in. Like, these are our people, okay? But yes, please keep it up. It, like, makes my day every time. And mine, because Kelsey usually finds it and shares it with me before I see it. So Yes, I will, like, screenshot it and send it to Kim, or I'll, like, be like, go look at our Instagram or whatever. It's so funny. Oh, we love it. We love it. We do. So thank you, guys. (sighs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, because it's just two chapters, Kim and I, like, usually, like, if you haven't noticed, and maybe we don't do a great job of this, to be honest, like each will take a couple of chapters per episode and be like okay I'll be like I'll lead point person on this and um like what you know that way it kind of gives us like a bouncing off point and um Mm -hmm. well we didn't bother to do that with this because it's only two chapters and they're both really short and they're short so we were just kind of like I don't know uh, we'll both read them and highlight some shit and then we'll just talk about it so, if it seems a little more chaotic than normal, we we beg your forgiveness now, but um, enjoy, because you get to see yeah. the chaos that goes through our brains. Exactly, exactly. So, this is going to be, um, I mean, even when we're doing it, our normal format, it's still, like, kind of free form, and you just never know what's going to come out of our mouths anyway. Like, our, our notes are still chickens. I mean, like, last week, uh, you guys noticed that my uh, notes were taken in a notebook instead of uh, on my laptop. So I was just like reading through my chicken scratch and flipping pages very loudly. And now this week we have no notes. So I mean, like season three is really just us doing Akawar by the seat of our pants, like just flying, just, just going. <laughs> and going a little tangential at times too. So <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So uh, in case you forgot like what we were talking about uh, last week, it ended with basically Azriel being the only one with any fucking sense in the room being yep. like, she's a seer. The cauldron made Elaine a seer. 
So chapter 33 literally starts with, because you got to remember, these books are from Farrah's perspective. So sometimes it's just like her brain <laughs> thinking yes. stuff out. And so this one is just the word seer. Seer. I mean, there's like a dramatic way, like where she could be like, wow, she's a seer. Um, or like it, to me, it's more like, <laughs> I feel like it's like just a like look to the camera, like breaking the fourth wall, like, but she's a seer. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it just like depends on how you want to play that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Feyre does acknowledge that she had warned Nesta about the ravens and the attack. Yeah. Other things. Yeah, basically, all of a sudden, Pharaoh just, like, quickly goes through her brain, like, all the times where she was like, weird, uh, what just happened sounded kind of like some keywords that Elaine just used, and it's like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you had been any slower on this one, it would have bit you. <laughs> but I do love, I so, I love it, because Elaine goes to more, more, for confirmation, and uh-huh. is like, is that what this is? And, and Moore's magic. I, I love say. it. I love it. Moore's gaze darted across my sister's face as if weighing the words, the question, the truth or lie within. Moore, you've sucked at this from the day we met you. So I don't really know why we're trusting your two cents now. But Moore is just like nodding. Yes. And because she is the, <laughs> as we've discussed, because she's the truther. Because she's the truther. She, um, oh yeah, it's just confirming this. <laughs> yeah. And poor Lucian is like, this is too much for me. I need to sit down immediately. <laughs> but for some reason, when all of this finally happens, Elaine, it's like the fog goes away. It's the craziest thing. Yeah, like, I don't know why, but suddenly Elaine's like, I guess I can kind of be lucid now. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It really is. But and so, I, then it- so I just like this a little bit because Feyre has this great little insight about Azrael and how how Azrael kind of came to things. And, and I'm going to read it. It says, it made sense, I supposed, that Azrael alone had listened to her. The male who had heard things others could not. Perhaps he, too, had suffered as Elaine had before he understood what gift he possessed. He asked Elaine, There is another queen? Elaine squinted as if the question required some inner clarification, some path into looking the right way at whatever had addled and plagued her. Yes. The sixth queen, Moore breathed, the queen who the Golden One said wasn't ill. She said not to trust the other queens because of it, I added. So, going back to the last book, do we all remember that little bit before they, uh-huh. they did the attack and killed that beautiful lion of a queen and uh-huh. the, the young, beautiful queen? And, you know, she made the comment, you know, she's putting the note, don't trust them, that the sixth queen wasn't ill, that they had done something to her well this is the sixth queen so anyway yeah see and like i liked that section that you were talking about too but like i had highlighted this next weird little bit uh, where i did like, too <laughs> yeah where like she's like internalizing it 
And she says that, like, as soon as the words left her mouth, she's thinking about, like, the entire, like, the bigger picture. Like, all of a sudden she's thinking about, like, everything Elaine has ever said. And, like, this whole Queen's bit. And, like, how her sisters, like, were turned and everything. And all of a sudden she says out loud, you stole from the cauldron, I said to Nesta, who seemed ready to jump between all of us and Elaine. But what if the cauldron gave something to Elaine which I think is like super interesting because also I feel like there's just like very thinly veiled nuance between like we keep having we keep having this whole conversation about like Nesta took from the cauldron Nesta stole too much power from the cauldron blah 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 blah. but like if all of a sudden then the cauldron's gonna like turn around and like give this gift to Elaine and then also we know that it like stole the like youth from the other queen and like blah 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 like I I feel like we're giving these people in the cauldron like a lot of credit for what to me just seems kind of like complete chaos I don't know I think I, I I have always read it based off of the description of things that the cauldron is more sentient than they think it is yeah, I would give it that. I think if for this to make any sense, it has to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, otherwise, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Right. It really doesn't. Right. I mean, especially as we progress through the book going forward, too. Yes, a, a thousand percent agree. So, yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's an interesting little, like, tidbit. But, yeah, so then it just basically goes back to everybody being like, well, fuck, Elaine knew shit the whole time. So now we have to, like, reevaluate all the things Elaine has ever said to us. And Azriel yeah. is like, oh, like, that one time that you, like, saw some, like, old hands and shit. Like, you were talking about that queen that had her. You- oh, I see, I see. Yep. <laughs> and so then Azriel like, kind of, like, you know, does his job. <laughs> He like yeah. is like, oh, I'm gonna put my job pants on and I'm going to ask the questions here. <laughs> and so he's asking, you know, like, so the sixth queen, is she still alive? Like, where is she? Blah, blah, blah. And it basically, I don't know how you broke this down, Kim, but I decided that out of this whole chapter, basically it could have been summed up in this part, <laughs> which is basically she says that it's cursed. And they're like, what, like, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, yeah, the queen, she's like cursed. And it's like, wait, what? And so it basically comes down to, well, what sort of curse, my mate asked before he'd even finished speaking to me. Elaine shifted her face towards him, another blank. They sold her to to some darkness, to some sorcerer lord. She shook her head. I can never see him, what he is. There's an onyx box that he possesses, more vital than anything, save for them, the girls. He keeps other girls, others so like her, but she... By day, she has one form. By night, human again. And a bird Bird of burning burning feathers, feathers. I said. Firebird by day, Reese mused, woman by night. So she's held captive by this sorcerer lord. Elaine shook her head. I don't know. I hear her, her screaming with rage, utter rage. And so basically, yeah, it... Then she does eventually go on and she tries to describe where she sees her. And she just says it's, there's like a lake, it's deep in the continent, you know, between some mountains, you know, over the hill and through the woods. <laughs> right. Basically. And he keeps um, them all at the lake is a key word. And so this is, this right. was actually really interesting to me because 
he's you say that and then the question is other women are like her and she responds back with yes and no right their feathers are white as snow they glide across the water while she rages through the skies above it so yeah there are three things that that come out of this little nugget first of all if you remember when when the bone carver was talking about his siblings yep we know his twin sister is the weaver. Right. And if you remember, he talked about his older brother and how the the Fae long ago who forced him to where he is now did it on the continent, in the middle of the continent, by a lake. <laughs> well. Something tells me we may have have the bone carver's older brother here in fact i'm willing <laughs> I, I put money on it and, and that's before i read any other books in the series after this i would put money on it that this is his older brother now there's two other things that come out first of all as i mentioned before this is the firebird and yes. that is its own fairy tale and it's a beautiful story and if you don't know it please go go look it up yeah or i can go into it in a blog post probably but I don't really want to take up that much time here to go into it. There's another fairy tale that comes up. How many of you might know the story of the, um, what is it? It's the seven sisters that become swans. It's a fairy oh, tale. Yes, I know. I mean, yeah, I knew it was alluding to that, but I don't know the whole story. I, I always only ever find it to be in things like this, where it's like, oh, you know, that thing with the swan girls. And it's I, like, I yeah, have yeah, to go yeah. find it. Like, <laughs> um, well, no, because there there was a cartoon movie made of it. I know. I that's why I'm the thinking the Swan about Princess. it, but I can't. Yes. It was called The Swan Princess. Anyway, um, but that's another fairy tale that this is also pulling in. Well, and The Swan Princess is a whole wild bit. I, in case you need to know anything about me, um, <laughs> I was actually obsessed with The Swan Princess, but that's not, I was thinking about the um, book, actually, that mm -hmm. uh, has like the swans in it. Anyway, but. I was obsessed with the movie Swan Princess as a child. And I was obsessed with it for exactly one reason. And it was because of the old man character in it who thought that Derek was a dumbass. And there was that moment where Derek was supposed to basically be like, I love you because you're like smart and you're pretty and you're my other half and blah, 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 blah. But instead this dumbass, when she, he's like, you're beautiful. And she's like, uh-huh. And what else? He has nothing to say. And this guy literally just goes, wrong answer. <laughs> yep. I remember that. That's like the only reason. Even as like a six-year-old, I was like, this man is my spirit animal. Like... <laughs> and then he goes, you should write a book. How to, how to insult a woman in four words or less. <laughs> like yes this man you know and it's funny because now when i'm thinking about it it 100 100 percent explains why i then as a slightly older child was like sort of obsessed with the nanny and that was because niles is also my spirit understood <laughs> ah, so anyway if you're wondering anything about you know me that pretty much explains my entire personality <laughs> when people are like how'd you end up the way you are because i wanted to be niles okay <laughs> because 
just wanted to say snarky shit and get away with it. <laughs> That's not a bad thing. I, I support that. So, so yeah. But so I, anyway. just, I found it really interesting because literally you get, so you get information and it's not one little bit. It's basically three different things all wrapped up yeah. into one little bucket of info and i just was like oh my gosh that's like yeah that's a, that's a whole lot to drop in like yeah three paragraphs i agree with that statement but then i also have like kind of a bone to pick and that is this sounds fascinating but if you think that you're gonna now like read some chapters about this you're not <laughs> you're not though though it does come back up and because you have not read Silver Flames, you don't know this, but it does. This all comes into play in Silver Flames. Sure, sure. But like, if you think it's going to come back up now, it, it doesn't. <laughs> but put a pin in it and remember that this will eventually come back, that she's yes. not pulling these fairy tales because there are two separate fairy tales involved here. She's not pulling them blindly into the story but we also find out the six queens name because Azriel does relay the little bit of information he has and we find out her name is vasa right and so, the whole vasa thing now becomes basically like what we do with this information becomes like the point of this chapter which is basically now the inner circle is going to go like back and forth with like so now that we know that she's like alive and a thing, like what are we going to do with this information? Yes. And so Reese is like, well, like she must've been considered a pretty big threat to the Queens for them to like, do like go through all this shit with her. Right. 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 Well, yeah. And, right. And so it's like, yeah, okay. Like that's a given favor is like, yeah, okay. Duh. But it, so if she is that much of a threat, then like, couldn't she be a vital like part for us as far as like giving us an ally on the continent and Cassian's like right but all of this relies on us fucking finding her (laughs) like great she's out in the big wide somewhere we're gonna figure out where the fuck that is and so like I kind of give Cassian some credit for being like far be it for me to be the realist in the room but you don't know where she is (laughs) yeah no idea but then more like really latches onto this and she's like, but we could stand so much to gain. Like maybe she has an army and I don't know. I just feel like all of a sudden then we're getting like fucking in the weeds with some details that like we do not have like information that we are not privy to. <laughs> like I feel like we are just like really like in on the hopes and dreams here. <laughs> but basically it then just turns into more being like, yeah, we like gotta try. And Cassian's like, great, somebody can try, but not you, because I can't have you just, like, disappear off the planet. I need you, like, when this shit goes down with Highburn. So, like, you need to be here. Like, I can't have you just, like, traipsing off all over the place. Like, I'm expecting, basically, he's saying, like, I'm expecting you to show up at the front of the line, bitch. And Moore's like, but this, yeah, and Moore's like, but this could be, like, really helpful. And Reese is like, no. Like, yeah, it could be really helpful, but I'm with Cassian. What I have, what I do know is that I need your ass here. <laughs> and so right about the time Moore is about to, like, dig her heels in and, like, be an asshole about the whole thing. Mm, something interesting happens. <laughs> um, Lucian. Yeah. Lucian chimes in. And he says, I'll go. 
And Lucian's like staring at Elaine when he says this. And everybody's just like dead silent. Like, uh, did that man just say he'd go? Like, I think he did. And it says <laughs> Lucian <laughs> shifted his focus to Reese, to me. I'll go, he repeated, rising to his feet, to find this sixth queen. Moore opened and shut her mouth. What makes you think you could find her? Reese asked, not rudely, but from a commander's perspective, sizing up the skills Lucian offered against the risks, the potential benefits. This eye, Lucian gestured to the metal contraption, it can see things that others can't, spells, glamours. Perhaps it can help me find her and break her curse. I'm not needed here. I'll fight if you need me to, but he offered a grim smile. I do not belong in the autumn court, and I'm willing to bet I'm no longer welcome at the spring court. Home, he had almost said. But I cannot sit here and do nothing. Those queens with their armies, there is a threat in that regard too. So use me. Send me. I will find Vasa and see if she can bring help. And so basically they're like, okay, I mean, that does sound pretty good, but like... I guess you're going to have to go alone because we don't got no backup to send with you. And Lucian says exactly what you want to hear from somebody who's going to take charge of this kind of situation. And he's like, nah, dude, like I'm faster on my own anyway. Yeah, I'll find her and bring back an army if there's one to bring back. And And there is a really cute line where like Moore is like, it'll be very dangerous. (laughs) He says, good. It'd be boring otherwise. (laughs) I know. I love that response. (laughs) I love it. Which is the moment when I, like, when the first time I read this, I was like, ooh, I hope we get some fun, like, Lucian going off on his own, like, D&D campaign chat. And then we didn't. I know. But anyway, everybody just kind of, like, agrees, like, this sounds like a decent plan. And, like, surprisingly, Elaine is, like, well, okay, not surprisingly, Elaine is quiet. But surprisingly, Elaine, like, apparently looks, like, a little bit, like, disheveled and weary about this whole thing. And she's just kind of, like, uh, blink, 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 blink. And so, like, I kind of have two thoughts on that. Um, One would be that, like, because she's, like, kind of psychic now, like, you gotta wonder if there's something where she's like, oh, this is not as good as you think it is. So that's stressful. And then there's also, like, the blink, 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 blink. Like, okay, well, like, maybe I don't want to necessarily be with you right now, but you are my mate, so it would, like, kind of suck if you died or something. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, it's kind of interesting because it's, like, there it could go either way. Well, yeah, and, you know, I do. I have to wonder, and, and this has come up before, like, in some of the, the, the groups out there on the internet, like, especially on Facebook, the conversation has come up. People are like, does she see something? Right. And you have to wonder. Because she really, she really does have a weird kind of response to this. Yeah. Yeah. But at this moment, we don't really get anything from her. And so Reese just like thanks him and, you know, for doing this and then kind of tries to work out the details with him real quick. Like, when does he want to leave? And he says like tomorrow, like I'll prepare today. Then tomorrow morning I'll have breakfast and I'll like head out after breakfast. Like, does that work for you? And Reese is like, my dude, for what, what he actually says is for what you're about to do, Lucian, we'll make it work. So basically in my head, I read that as like, my dude, anything you want, we got this. 
pretty much. I mean, they're um, going to make it work. Which, like, really is kind of what happens because then, like, literally, like, Cassian is, like, whatever you need, like, as far as, like, stocking up some, like, weapons and stuff, like, I'll help you do that today. And, like, they're going to make sure he, like, gets his, like, food and his bag together and all that. So, like, they really are, like, doing the best that they can. Right. And then everybody gets sent off to, to do things. Like Yeah, basically they're like, okay, well, while Lucian's packing, everybody has a job. So then they send, what is it? Uh, they want, like, more and Cassian are going to go head out and do... Check on dark, Kier. Yeah, I was like, Darkbringer Recon. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I assume Azrael, I hate to use that word, but I really am assuming that he is off doing more information dig that he can on Bassa for Lucian. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing I can think of, too. And then it just says <laughs> basically the book that just, like, takes his bow where it's like and if you haven't realized, the only people it's like, if you didn't do math, the only people left now uh, are, like, Nesta, Lucian, and Elaine and, shockingly, Nesta walks away with the rest of us leaving elaine and lucian alone which nobody knows what happens nobody yeah it's what it said. actually yeah which is like what it actually says is and for once my sister rose to her feet and came towards us the three of us not so subtly heading upstairs leaving lucian and elaine alone it was an effort not to linger atop the landing to listen to what was said if anything was said at all but I made myself take Reese's hand, flinching at the blood still caked on his skin, and led him to our bathroom. Bathing room. Bathroom? Bathing room. Interesting. Sorry. Kendall cut that in a weird spot, so it just said bath, so I assumed it was a bathroom, but then it said bathing room, and I've never noticed till now that it says bathing room and not bathroom. Is that consistent? They use both. Okay. Anyway, uh, Nesta goes to her room, and they hear the door click shut. So yeah, nobody has any idea. Like... Again, I, I if you like do, Kim, does that come back later? Because to my nope. not like not in this book, it nope. don't. <laughs> nope. So yeah, like um, once again, I'm gonna say like if anybody's got like a good quick fanfic, uh, what they think happened, like POV there, like what you know, if we want to hear I'm what dying. that conversation was. Yeah, I'm dying. Yeah, somebody write that. Somebody write that or do a TikTok and then tag us. Oh. Yeah, because I want to know. Like, yeah. did they say anything or was it just more awkward silence? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So then, like, if there ever should be, like, maybe, like, a snowflake, we would put it here because now we're going to, like, all this is over and we're going to go deal with the whole um, Reese's, like, mildly bloody from beating the shit out of the Ravens, um, you know, Pharaoh, Reese Poo stuff. And so if you were me, you'd put a snowflake here, There's but snowflake we didn't do here. that. Yeah, but no, we don't. It just keeps going. Yeah, now it's just a new paragraph in a totally new place which is usually yep. how you start a new chapter or use a snowflake, but whatever, it's fine. So Feyre runs the water and she she basically ends up washing Reese's hands to get all this blood off of them. Which is interesting because, okay, I don't think I caught this the first time. And, uh, well, maybe I did catch it the first time, but I didn't catch, like, the nuanced, like, why. I couldn't figure out, like, okay, so if he bit, like, if he beats the shit out of the ravens, like, then if we're, are we supposed to just believe this man is, like, standing here, like, dripping in blood? And then you notice that they only talk about his hands having blood on it. And I, like, sort of caught that the first time, but I didn't catch exactly what she said. And what she says is, why not shield your hands? 
So this man fucking like used magic to shield his entire body from getting blood splattered except for his hands. <laughs> yep. Wild choice. Wild. But anyway, he says in response that he wanted to feel it. There are lives ending beneath my fingers, which I get fine. But are you about to yeah, say that's what I'm morbid? Okay, well, A, that's morbid. But are you thinking what I'm thinking? It still seems kind of stupid to me that that's his. I mean, I understand that that's his answer, like why he didn't shield his hands. But I feel like the un written question here that Fair is really asking is, okay, but why do I have to now wash the blood off your hands when the reality is this is a man that can snap and make her clean his whistle? So why the fuck when this guy got back? Wasn't he like, well, that was great. I enjoyed feeling them die. I feel great about this. Now snap, hands clean. Yeah, no, he didn't do that. No snippy snappy magic to make that happen. Like, we know he possesses that ability, so why he didn't do it, that part, I think still remains a mystery. Yeah. But in fairness, Feyre asks what I think we're all wondering, which is like, why this time? Like, out of all the times people have done horrendous, terrible, shitty things, like, since the two of them have been together, like the Adder, for example, like, why take it out on these two particularly? Yeah. Because, you know, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are definitely not. Uh, yeah, like, I mean. Yeah, they're not particularly worse than, like, the Adder or Tamlin or whatever, right? I mean, really, in my opinion, the Adder is really worse because of all the stuff he's done. Right. But I but, think, yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, I, at the same time, Reese's answer is pretty good because mm -hmm. for him, it's a case of, because I couldn't protect the people I love, I couldn't protect people I swore to protect and to keep safe. And I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess it makes sense. Well, the way he's looking at it is it's more because this time it was okay. So like the whole adder thing, I think he looked at as an attack more or less specifically like against like him it was like this these people were coming for him and Feyre and that sucked but like that was a thing and like right now it's more like this entity that we are at war with managed to get on my turf despite our best efforts turf and I think so he's he's pissed off because no matter like before it was more kind of like a shitty like like for lack of a better way to put it like a shitty almost like one-on-one -on -one problem <laughs> Right, right. Where it was more like the adder wanted to come specifically for Feyre. And like everybody, like these people were like, like as much as it sucked and it had bad fallout for like, you know, civilians of Valaris, it wasn't about civilians of Valaris versus this is. Right. Like this is like, we are definitely trying to be like, we are coming for you. We're going to like take Nesta. Like it's more of a power right, right. move. Like despite the fact that they were really coming for Nesta, it was a power move on Hybert's part to be like, we can come into your place anytime we want, you know? Well, absolutely. And of course then Reese tries to turn it. He tries to make it about him and as a punishment for him for, for, you know, what he did with, 
with more because of Kier and yeah it's a really weird thing he says yeah because he basically says what I just said in a much more eloquent manner (laughs) but he says what I said more or less and Favor's kind of like yeah but that's bullshit like you can't like yeah you can't like be in charge of all of that or whatever and he says well perhaps it's punishment for taking away Valaris from more in granting Kier access here and so then she calls bullshit again and says you can't think like that it won't end well right and then I like it he goes oh and I'm not angry about the bargain in case you were worried and I'm like okay I don't think she was worried really I mean well, and it's cute because she does, like, say, she, like, kind of smiles at him and, like, chuckles a little bit and just, like, continues to wash his hands because I think she's thinking the same thing, which is, like, I wasn't. But, like, it's really interesting because I think that's supposed to be a moment of, like, levity. what Tamlin would have been. Yeah. And I think it's levity, too. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's trying to be funny. and Yeah. Yeah. I, so I definitely think there's, yeah, like, some cutesiness to it. Um. But that's the real really... cutesiness is is what comes next when he tells her he needs to give her a salary increase. <laughs> Do you want to read that? I turned his head to kiss my palm. I mean, he turned his head to kiss my palm. Remind me to give you a salary raise. I choked on a laugh, on a cough. For what? For sage counsel and the other vital services you provide me, he winked. I laughed in earnest, squeezed his face as I pressed a swift kiss to his mouth. Shameless flirt. (laughs) Which is adorable for, I think, to me. And maybe, you know, it's funny that you and I both thought that was really cute. And I mean, I think it is cute. But do you know what I, like, why I think it, like, flagged in my head? And, And you'll have to tell me if you think the same thing. So as we've discussed at nauseam, Kim and I read a lot. And so I've recently been reading the Jen DeLuca, like her Ren Faire, like series. And Kim read the first one and I'm on, I've read the second and now I'm on the third one and reading those. They're very much like a hallmarky, like cutesy, like rom com type stories. And I feel like this exchange reminded me so much how those are written where you're like this is sappy and dumb and i love it (laughs) and it's really but it's funny and it's a good moment of levity yeah Um, so i think this particularly stood out to me this time because like the other book i'm reading right now is like a rom-commy type book and i was like oh my god this is so silly i love it (laughs) yeah I mean, it's that. I just, I, for me, I, part of what I really like about it is because it is such a cute little, first of all, it ends the chapter. So that's the yes. end of chapter 33. Yep. But the other thing that I loved about it was is that it just, it is a great moment of true levity. And it it really, it's a really cute, one, it's a super cute moment between them. So yeah, very hallmarky. But it's also... I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's really, it's kind of funny. I mean, the fact that all of this horrible stuff has happened, all of this truth has suddenly come to light. And, you know, here he was not two minutes before beating himself up. And now he's sitting here cracking jokes with Pharaoh. And I got to admit, part of it makes me, it reminds me of my husband, because that's the kind of stuff my husband does. (laughs) Right. And it makes me laugh. So I was like, all right, I, I give him props for that. He gets he gets props for making me laugh. There we go. So, chapter 34. Chapter 34. 
Ammon goes hunting. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way I could think of it. I mean, Ammon went hunting. Okay, let's. I was gonna say, let's rephrase. Um, Ammon's back from hunting. <laughs> well, yeah, but she goes hunting and comes well, yeah. back. So thirty-three she... ends and thirty-four opens, and in the middle of all of that, Ammon went hunting. Exactly. Sometime in chapter thirty-two, if you remember, uh, Ammon like went off stalking around the city to basically be. This is so fascinating to me. Ammon went off stalking around the city to basically be like, any other raven fuckers around here? <laughs> and like, yeah, and everybody's terrified of Amarin, so this is hilarious to me. I had to highlight it because I was like, this is just fucking wild. And again, like, do we get more of this? No. When I read a whole fucking Amarin book, I absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) It says, some people more told me the next morning after we all had a sleepless night painted their thresholds in lamb's blood. A sort of offering to her and payment to stay away. Some left cups of it on their doorsteps, as if everyone in the city knew that the High Lord's second, that small-boned female, she was the monster that defended them from the other horrors of the world. <laughs> well, but you know, it, again, it makes you want to go pick up your Bible because... I know, I thought the same thing. I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm pretty sure I, like, missed all of that the first time. Like, somehow I was like, how did I miss all the fucking, like, Amran angel bible shit <laughs> see and i didn't i totally got that and that's why i was like huh i gotta be honest i think no i was too focused on amarin's personality at the time or you know what actually i i actually can tell you exactly why i missed it i didn't miss it i just didn't think anything of it because at the time that i read of- these no it's because at the time that i read these i was binging lucifer oh yeah so in my head I think I thought I was kind of making something out of nothing. (laughs) Like, I think I was like, oh, I'm applying Lucifer brain to this. Like, I'm making this, like, too much or whatever. But, like, now that I'm doing the reread, I'm like, nah, this shit's really there. (laughs) You know, and that makes sense. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. I remember the first time I read it, and I was like, wow, there's a lot of, like, heavy overtones to the Bible here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm having some Old Testament feels. But yeah, I was definitely like thinking about like when, let's put it this way, thinking about when in COVID I was reading these. I was reading these uh, early COVID or, or yeah, pretty decently early COVID, early-ish COVID. Uh, yeah. Early-ish COVID while binging Lucifer, stuff pregnant. working. Yeah, pregnant, stuff working from home uh yeah yeah like hadn't been out in weeks so yeah i think sometimes when i think about like where i was at reading these the first time <laughs> i'm like yeah my brain was not necessarily like high functioning <laughs> definitely a possibility so yeah anyway um but no judgment yeah, love no judgment <laughs> loved that and so yeah that's like a thing and Basically, other than that, like, Reese has now gone to talk with the priestesses at the library and kind of um, see what can be done to, well, see, A, like, how the Ravens got in there and B, like, check on them and make sure they're okay and basically apologize to, like, even though he tried so fucking hard to, like, give them a safe haven, this shit still happened. Yeah, and more joined him and they kind of kissed and made up. 
Yeah, which is really interesting because I, it, it, the, again, it's like the way it's written. I'm like, this is a fascinating way to go about this. It just says talking, listening to the ones who could speak, holding their hands of the ones who couldn't. And when they at last left, there was a peace between my mate and his cousin, some lingering jagged edge that had somehow been soothed. And I hate to say it, but to me, it kind of read awkward because it was kind of like, oh, so then you remember that other people have real fucking problems. <laughs> so you got- <laughs> I mean, that's basically what it says. Um, Bear is just a nicer person than me. <laughs> True. No, no, not that she's nicer than you, but fair. I mean, she's she's a nice person to have said what she said about it. Though, you know, her next set of thoughts is interesting because she she's the one who's like, we didn't have long. I knew that. Felt it with every breath. Highburn yep. wasn't coming. Highburn was here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does everybody else know that? <laughs> I mean, that becomes yeah. my question. So I sort of feel like that's what makes this chapter kind of weird because this chapter truly is more or less like a weird, like bridgey moment because it's like, oh, in case you forgot, like, I don't know. I feel like these two chapters really are, like I said, like a bridge because it's kind of like, oh, well, we had to send, we had to find something to do with Lucian. So here's what we're going to do with Lucian. We had to define what Elaine was before we sent her to the booby hatch. So we decided that she's a seer. And um, in case you're wondering, remember like Amron left? Okay, well, Amron's back. Oh, remember Moore and Reese were pissed at each other? Yeah, well, now they're not. Like, it just like kind of like tries to like tie up a bunch of loose ends because of what Feyre is saying which is like we don't have time for this shit like war is coming <laughs> right so like this section is just weird because it's like yeah 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 okay so then Amron came back and Mormon Reese made up and we watched Lucian get his shit together literally to leave <laughs> so it's like he you know backed his bags oh he's wearing Illyrian leathers which I'm sure is something like a sight to be seen I'm sure I am sure that's a sight right, to be seen can I just say for as as bridgy as these two chapters are, there's stuff that happens in them I want to see on TV. I know, I know. Like I feel like they're very visual, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that's it why it these two chapters. Me. Yeah, I feel like that's maybe why these two chapters are kind of short and weird, though, because it's like if you're not a movie in your head person, I don't know that these two chapters like were that great for you. Yeah. That's probably true. I hadn't thought of that. Because I feel like these two chapters just ask you to, like, fill in a lot of visual detail yourself. And so, like, we do because that's how we are. But, like, other people are like, this is just a list of shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, they go through, like, so, you know, Cassian let Lucian raid his his cache of weapons. And Lucian was very economical and smart about it. Yeah. I kind of like that about Lucian. Like, he really did think about it and he was smart about it. Yeah. Um, He wanted to travel light, but successfully. Right. He's wearing a couple of different layers of clothes because he doesn't know what, he doesn't really know temperature, weather wise, what he's going into. So, right right now it's easier for him to have multiple layers on because he can always take certain layers off and, you know, put them in his pack. Yeah. And then. But the one thing that happens just before they leave, I, I really like this little moment that Feyre and Lucian have. I know. And it it really kind of gives me some really good warm fuzzies. Um, because they're getting, you know, Reese is getting ready to take to take Lucian, and Feyre goes to say goodbye. And she goes, I stepped forward and didn't give Lucian time to step back as I hugged him tightly. 
Thank you, I said, trying not to think about all the steel on him, if he'd need to use it. It was time, Lucian said quietly, giving me a squeeze, for me to do something. Like, I know. I love that little moment. Well, and then it's cute, too, because, like, so, like, Lucian and Feyre have, like, their little moment where they kind of, like, more or less hug and make up because they kind of hadn't, despite everything that had happened, they kind of hadn't had this moment of, like, truly being like, no, but, like, I appreciate you. No, but I appreciate you. You know what I mean? And so they have their little moment. But then, to me, the really cute moment is, like, it's one thing for the two of them who, like, do have this history to, like, essentially, you know, like, for lack of a better word, kiss and make up. But, like, then Reese actually extends his hand to, like, shake this man's hand and basically be like thank you and and lucian takes it and despite the fact that like reese has no reason to like lucian and lucian has like basically no reason to like reese they both kind of like admit like hey you're actually not such a bad dude after all yeah which is really cute to me because i sort of suspect that some of this actually probably extends all the way back to Akatar when you think about yes. the fact that they both, as much as they hated each other then, now see that the other one was truly doing everything they could for Feyre at the time. Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, and I think- they, they both can accept that we don't necessarily agree and we may not have the same, like, you know, court politics, for lack of a better way to put it. But... When push comes to shove, you and I both have this one thing in common, and that is that we both really care about Feyre. And we want her to be okay. And yeah. And I really respect that. And I kind of see it as the beginning of Lucian's entry into the fringe of the inner circle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I love that. I love that. It's also sweet, because Elaine does go, she she shows up just as he's getting ready to leave, doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a sweet moment because then it kind of makes you go back to, well, what the hell happened yesterday? (laughs) Right, right. And it's interesting, too, the little tiny thing that Vera picks up on, which is, like, Elaine comes out of her room and is, like, at the top of the stairs and she, like, doesn't come down. But, like, Elaine and Lucian, like, have this, like, eyeball to eyeball moment. And then Lucian turns to Reese and he and Reese, you know, leave. And what Vera says is that, like... When Lucian looked away from Elaine and turned to Reese, he didn't turn back and look at Elaine, which means he didn't see that Elaine at the last second kind of took a step forward down the stairs, like maybe she was going to say something, and then she just didn't, and he was gone. Right. And so it's kind of like you said, there's like this unsaid, like what what would she have done or said? And like, would that have been an extension of what was or wasn't said yesterday? Exactly. It it does kind of, it raises a lot of questions. Yeah. So like, I I repeat, if anybody's got a good fanfic, let me know. (laughs) Because no, this is not answered. We still don't have answers. Even after Silver Flames, we don't have answers, people. Yeah. But uh, we don't have answers, but we do have a snowflake. (laughs) Yes, we do. So we get a snowflake. And basically, Feyre was just waiting around for Reese to come back from dropping Lucian off. And he does. <laughs> and so they kind of do their little check-in. You know, how did it go? And, you know, as well as can be expected, he's on the continent. And then Nesta's there. 
Kind of. Nesta's on the fringes. Nesta's at the dining table trying to like build walls and shit with her brain. (laughs) And for whatever reason, like the exchange is just kind of wild because Reese sees Nesta and then thinks about Elaine and is just like, how's the new seer holding up? And Nesta's like, don't call her that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, I love this. Reese gave me an incredulous look, but Nesta just went back to flipping through a book, her face going vacant while she practiced whatever the wall building exercises Amron had ordered. I poked him in the ribs. Don't provoke her. A corner of his mouth lifted, the expression full of wicked delight. Can I provoke you instead? (laughs) Like, this is just, I don't know. To me, it's like a weird little exchange because like, I, I guess it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's weird because it's almost like too human and normal he comes back and she's like wow that was like really heavy and like sad and kind of stressful but like how did it go it went okay okay change the subject how's your weird fucking seer sister and then Nessa's yeah. like Row! and it's like never mind i won't mess with you people uh can i mess with you instead why again <gasps> the shit my husband would do so it doesn't even it, but it, that's what i mean like so it just feels really like human <laughs> It does. But you know what? It's kind of nice for a change. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but then, then the other yeah. shoe drops because yeah. quite literally the door comes flying open and it's Amarin. Yeah. Of all people. Looking quite panicked and upset and distraught. Yep. And as I as 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 it says, Amarin's pale face remained calm, but her eyes, they swirled with rage. Hybern has attacked Summer Court. They lay siege to Adriata as we speak. Mic drop, end of chapter. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so you all can guess what's happening next time. Right. Which is like, now you know why we couldn't like, like, yes, this chapter could have been included next week, which would have made next week stupid long. <laughs> yes. Because we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to unpack. Right. So we couldn't, we didn't want to attach it to next week and make that chapter stupid long. But we also couldn't cut, like, in the middle of all of the Battle of Adriata. Like, we don't want to, like, stop in the middle of that during an episode. Right. So we just settled for this week you get a short, sweet, and to the point episode. Um, But somehow, somehow, because Kim is a genius, we still have some songs for you. (laughs) We do. They're kind of fun, actually. I had a lot of fun with these. And and, and in fact, we also have a TikTok. (laughs) Not actually for this week. It's actually a TikTok that I should have shared a couple weeks ago. So um, it... I guess would have been last week. I don't know. I can't even keep track anymore, guys. Um, Is um, an emporium of ink is the person and mm-hmm. she did a hilarious tiktok of cassian and the briaxis the thing like at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> and we will link to that in our show notes because it just yeah it's funny awesome. and it's, it's worth it and i i forgot about it we saw it a really really long time ago and then uh i just all of a sudden like this week was like oh my god we forgot to talk about that so um basically i was reminded because of all of the fun stuff that other people were tagging us in this week yes. so thank you please continue to do so it yes. like makes our day we love it. we do it totally makes us so happy it's like we we, we see it we share and we're like yeah it is so funny so so funny so anyways share your songs cam 
So we have five. Count them five. <laughs> um, so the first one is, um, okay, I'm going to kind of show my age here, but the first one is, I'm a believer. I'm a monkeys fan. So I'm going with the monkeys version, but if you want Smash Mouth, go with it. They did See, do versus- a really good version of it. Right, which versus I was listening to Smash Mouth on my drive to work today. So, <laughs> and I like that version. Please don't get me wrong, but no, I know. Like, there's but I'm just there's saying, something I... about yeah monkeys, you know. Yeah. And um, it's it's basically because Az is like, but she's a seer, and he basically gets everyone else to realize that's what it is and to believe that. Mm-hmm. So, and then to counterpoint that. Same rationale, but different song, because it's also very appropriate if you listen to all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Is the song "Believer" by Imagine Dragons? Yeah, so that one's actually like, about yeah, bringing it together. That hey, Elaine has this is Elaine's magic gift. We know what her magic is. Yeah, the third song is about Lucian and Elaine and their relationship, and it's tainted love. <laughs> They just don't have a normal relationship at all. You know, for mates that are supposed to have all the sexual chemistry and all, I'm not getting any of that. So I, I think tainted love is kind of appropriate. Anyway. Yeah, take that I think what so. You will. Um, the, the fourth song is actually, it's one of my favorite songs of all time, um, especially from my teenage years, my swoony teenage years. Um, and that is In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. And it really has to do with the whole bit where Lucian's talking about, you know, his magic eye and everybody saying that Elaine's a seer. And it kind of goes back to that whole little bit. And and even when Pharaoh was talking to to Reese about his reaction and why he did what he did with the the Ravens. And so anyway, the last song is called The Fox Hunter Hmm. Uh, by Celtic Woman. And it's basically for the end of chapter 34 when lucian takes off to go hunt down vasa we got a lot of fun stuff coming next week i can tell you that yeah 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 so next week uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like without spoiling anything clearly we're gonna deal with adriana and um uh, this isn't a spoiler either uh pretty much right after that we'll be doing uh some high lords meeting stuff (laughs) pretty much so like we said last week uh this was kind of like a bridge so last week's episode was like kind of slow and bridgy and weird and this week's episode was quick and bridgy and weird but now we're about to hit like big plot point big plot point big plot point pretty much like from here on out yeah it's kind of from this point remember how in the first book i talked about it kind of being like a roller coaster ride you go up the mountain and you go down Right, And then, you know, sometimes the roller coasters, they don't do the big mountain first. They'll do a couple of small hills and then you have that big, big hill and then you go flying down it and that's how you finish it out. And it's like up to this point, any major plot points of excitement were the small hills leading up to the big hill. And we are literally at the top of the big hill and we are about to go over the edge. And that's next week. And then all I'm going to tell you is buckle up and hold on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much pretty much it just gets uh wild from here wild <laughs> <laughs> wild that's all i could say wild <laughs> yeah yeah 
So in the meantime, share us all the things, tag us in all the things that make us laugh, and please send us to your fan fictions. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> like, literally, people keep tagging us in hilarious content, and I am down for it, but I, like, also want to read stuff that people write because I know that my brain fills in a lot of gaps and I am by no means a particularly good writer. So I know that some of you must be incredible writers and I want to read your yes. stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, so, yes. Yeah. So anyway, tag us in all the things and share all the things and tell us about all of your things because we want to know about your stuff too. And like, I don't know, maybe you make things. Uh, Kim and I have been lucky enough to really like get into some fun like purchasing like fun fan stuff so we're going to be sharing some of that on our instagram because like people are really creative and we love stuff that people make so maybe you like make stuff and you want to tell us about it i don't know we'd be into that so <laughs> not, not only that but one of them well one of them i made yeah and then i bought something from that person that goes yeah. right along with it and i've now combined them into yes. one thing Yes. So like we'll we'll share that so you can see what Kim's got going on because Kim's got some fun stuff. And like for Christmas, my sister got me some fun Akatar themed stuff from Bookish Box. So yeah, we're just gonna share fun stuff because fun, fun geeky stuff is fun. So yeah, share all your fun geeky stuff with us on all the things. Uh all of them have two A's like Sarah J. Mass's name, because you know, we're fun and crazy like that. So Website, MassiveFansBookClub.com. Facebook at MassiveFansBookClub and Podcast. Twitter at MassivePodcast. Instagram at MassiveFansPodcast. Pinterest at MassiveFans. TikTok at MassiveFanPod. Also on the website, you will now start to see blogs uploaded by us every so often. Mm -hmm. Um, We will also let you know when those are going up on all those other social media pages I just listed. (laughs) That's right. Um, So, yeah. Till next week.